Welcome to the Asia Insurance Review Podcast. On the 18th of April 2018, the China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission officially started operations. In that year alone, the CBIRC uncovered 1,450 regulatory violations, with fines amounting to $35 million, double that of 2017, which had already been called the strictest year of supervision in the industry. In the first half of 2019, the regulator issued a total of 379 fines involving $9 million from insurance companies, intermediaries and related parties. Entering the second half of 2019, the CBIRC is once again determined to bring order to the market. The current disorder cannot be underestimated and the regulator seems very determined to fix it once and for all. Based on the CBIRC's view, China's insurance industry is seeing the confluence of three distinct trends. The industry is still in a concentrated period of prevention and mitigation of risks, which is posing a challenge to the regulatory authorities. The problems and defects accumulated over the years are gradually being exposed. Contradictions are being revealed and are now in the process of being resolved. China's insurance industry is developing and transforming. In 2016, the Shanghai Insurance Regulatory Commission set the ambitious goal of becoming an international insurance centre by 2020. In the past few years, Shanghai has striven to establish a complete financial market system and attract a large number of Chinese and foreign financial institutions. It has been at the forefront of the opening up of China's financial sector and the pioneering area of financial reform and innovation. As one of the six goals set by Shanghai to strengthen its position as an international financial centre, the goal of becoming an international insurance centre was first raised a few years ago. There are still some areas that need to be addressed and other initiatives need to be speeded up. In general, the pace of Shanghai's development has not slowed. In the latest Global Financial Centres Index, Shanghai has risen from 6th place to 5th place. The four cities ahead of Shanghai are New York, London, Hong Kong and Singapore. China has always wanted to build a world-class international insurance centre and Shanghai is the most likely prospect. In order to achieve this end, Shanghai has accelerated the construction of the Shanghai Insurance Exchange, which should become the hub for Shanghai's insurance market, improving its market scale and international competitiveness. Shanghai's efforts also include the establishment of the Belt and Road Initiative Reinsurance Underwriting Community and Operation Platform, vigorously promoting its shipping insurance, reinsurance business development and construction of its fund management centre. Building a successful international reinsurance centre is central to making Shanghai a hub for insurance resources linking China with the rest of the world. The challenge for insurers in capitalising on China's potential can be summed up in one word, access. It is a complex market that requires specialist insight, the kind of insight that comes from being homegrown. 
China is almost universally acknowledged to be the market with the most growth potential for every type of financial centre, including insurance. This is manifest in initiatives such as the Greater Bay Area that knits together the semi-autonomous territories of Hong Kong and Macau, with 11 surrounding cities in southern China, including Shenzhen and Guangzhou. Hong Kong headquartered Peak Re has a special focus on China across the insurance spectrum, from health to motor to NatCat. Peak Re Managing Director Underwriting Lawrence Cheng believes, for example, that China's growth will spur further insurance demand from affluent Chinese consumers seeking better healthcare services. China's high net worth see Hong Kong as a choice for better healthcare, and Hong Kong's life market, which has been growing in double digits in the last few years, sees it as an opportunity to cross-sell health policies, he said. Perhaps one of the most visible symbols of the GBA vision is the bridge that connects Hong Kong and Macau to the mainland Chinese city of Zhuhai by road. Currently, drivers would need three separate motor policies to travel across the different sub-regions in order to be insured for the entirety of the trip. However, regulators and local insurance companies are pushing hard for a provision which requires drivers only to have a single motor policy issued from Hong Kong in order to undertake the trip. The China Rendezvous, once a mainstay of the Chinese insurance and reinsurance calendar, is making a comeback this year after a short break. This year's rendezvous in Shanghai in early November marks a return to form as well as a celebration of a bright new insurance future. The newly revived China Rendezvous has deep roots that go back almost 20 years to a time when the world seems to have been a much simpler place. The inaugural China Rendezvous was held on the 30th of November and the 1st of December 2000 at the Peace Hotel in Shanghai with the theme Meeting the Reinsurance Needs of China's Growing Insurance Industry. The keynote address was given by Lloyds of London Chairman Max Taylor and the guest of honour was China Insurance Regulatory Commission Chairman Mei Yong Wei. The objective of the rendezvous was to showcase China's insurance industry to the global insurance market and to provide the Chinese insurance companies with an opportunity to meet the foreign international insurance and reinsurance community. This year's China rendezvous has the theme The Brave New Era of Reinsurance in China and will be held on the 7th to the 5th of November in the Western Bund Centre Hotel in Shanghai. The three-day event will start with the opening cocktails in the evening of the 5th of November and then the next two days of conferencing in the morning and bilateral meetings in the afternoon. To underscore the idea of new things happening in China, the focus will be on the role of insurance and reinsurance in the Belt and Road Initiative, the key to underwriting profitability, managing NATCATs, cyber risks, regulatory issues, governance and compliance, risk management, technology and disruption wave, insuretech, driverless cars and digital insurance. There will be a special focus session on special reinsurance needs of the Chinese market, a CEO panel on being consumer-centric and the Greater Bay Area. The rapidly aging 1.4 billion strong Chinese population has the largest number of people suffering from non-communicable diseases, while the growing numbers taking up smoking and unhealthy lifestyles 
is putting immense pressure on China's healthcare system. The 2019 Future Health Index, published by the Netherlands-based health technology company Royal Philips, says that China's healthcare professionals lead the rest of the world in the use of AI in clinical diagnosis. The survey findings show that 45% of China's healthcare professionals use AI to improve diagnostic accuracy. The figure is above the overall average of 21% amongst the 15 countries included in the survey. DHB Global co-founder and CEO Douglas Corley says China's healthcare system can be divided into two spheres, the haves and have-nots. Those in Tier 1 cities, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou and Shenzhen, have access to 80% and more of all top-tier hospitals, technologies for disease diagnosis and therapies. Those in Tier 2 or below, on average, have a less robust clinical offering in their region. There are substantial differences in healthcare parameters at the provincial level in China. People in urban, coastal and wealthier provinces in eastern China are healthier than those in rural and poorer areas in the west. China, however, still lacks a robust regulatory framework for AI-powered software and devices. Healthcare regulators have been actively working on creating classification catalogues, clinical trial guidelines and technical review documents specifically for medical AI. The lack of unified industry standards for medical AI is causing significant delays in product registrations. In addition, regulators are taking a distinctly conservative approach, with current medical device catalogues favouring the highest risk classifications for products or solutions as soon as they incorporate deep learning with explicit diagnostic functions. Subscribe to hear other podcasts from Asia Insurance Review from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and direct streaming from www.asiainsurancereview.com.